I am so excited. This is a show that I've been wanting to do for such a long time. And if you're listening, you're going to want to stay with us. Um, I've told you over and over again that I try so hard to encourage and, and, and I, the greatest accomplishment I get, when I know that I'm doing my job, is when the individuals that I'm working with, the HR representatives, the CFOs, whoever, um, start looking at me and going, oh, yeah, and I remember when you said, and this is what I want to do rather than what should I do. And it takes time. It takes time. And if you are listening, and some of you who have contacted me have said, look, I'm just starting in HR. I'm really not sure if this is where I should be. I'm, 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 I'm trying, but I'm getting overwhelmed. Well, this shows for you because I have in studio today two of my rising stars. And these are, these are individuals who have come into HR for different reasons, different times, who at some point in our in our relationships together have looked at me and said, this is not what I thought I was getting into. <laughs> I go ahead what and What were we thinking? Right? <laughs> that's exactly. But also what a blessing, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what I want you to share with our viewers and our listeners. Today I have Keisha Dirksen with Designs Direct and Warren Grove with Grove Transportation. And I want them to share their stories with you. I want them to help you better understand that what you're going through right now, that road is well trod. That you are not experiencing anything as an HR person or in the HR role that others haven't already experienced or maybe are going through now. And again, that's why the human resource is here. We want you to understand you've got a support team. So let's just jump right in. Keisha, tell the viewers what you were doing before you started doing HR. Oh, wow. So interestingly enough, I also come from higher education. Oh, very good. Yes. So we, um, I had been working in the offices of student um, financial aid and accounting and um, was doing that for Oh, gosh, a handful of years prior to landing in HR. Landed in HR off of a move, um, relocated in the city, and um, kind of like took a step back from a very um, aggressive career and hours I was working because I had a young family. And that's how I landed, if by accident, into HR. Um, and I've been dabbling, you could say, for probably the last... 10 years or so? Yeah, yeah. Um, the business owner, one of the business owners, took me to lunch and had Keisha there at the lunch, and they said, well, we think it's about time that we have somebody really doing HR. I said, oh, okay, great. He said, and we've chosen Keisha to take this role. Now, she's more finance. <laughs> she's definitely our finance person, but we're just going to put the HR role on that. that, that uh, and I'm going, oh, of course you are. <laughs> well, of course you are, because HR is not that important. We can just throw it we on. We can just to, throw a few things yeah, just yeah. It's, it's, not, it's sure. not anything to be concerned about. <laughs> Do you remember how many employees you had at the time? Oh, gosh. Maybe around 45. Yeah. Not massive. Nope. Okay. We weren't, we weren't worried about FMLA. That's correct. 
And yet the, we knew the company was growing. So Absolutely. this was a proactive decision, a positive one. Yes. But she looked at me and she goes, I'm a good learner. I, I learn I'm very, very fast. That's what it takes, <laughs> yes. And I said, oh, I love, I love you. If you're a little sponge, I will feed you. I will give you everything possible. And now, years later, you remind me so much of Warren. That's why the two of you are on the show at the same time. Warren, go ahead. Give me your, give them your story. Sure. Um, when I was an undergrad, I actually got my degree in human resources. So I got a bachelor's in business in human resources. When I was at Loyola Chicago, my, my undergrad, I became an RA. I fell in love with working with students, student affairs realm. And so I decided to go to grad school to get my master's in college student personnel to really build that career. So what was nice is I was able to take the transferable elements of what I learned about human resources, working with people, developing talent in a way to develop and hone and help young educators, right? So I did that for the better part of a decade. Um, worked at Mount St. Joseph University. I was the assistant dean of students in my last role. And then COVID hit and taking the educational experience in a very individualized, physical environment and moving it into something digital was a massive challenge that of course I was we were all able to able to overcome we all had to make the effort to overcome everything we did with COVID uh, it broke me <laughs> I decided that you know I think I think my education career is done at least for now so started exploring other careers and fell into logistics. And one of the elements of what was needed at the warehousing company I worked at at the time was uh, financial controlling, which I didn't really know much about, but learned rather quickly, but also HR. I worked directly with a PEO. So I was really more of a representative, but had enough of the HR knowledge, some knowledge, um, decent knowledge of HR law, but also the knowledge of working with people, mediations, um, development, to be able to be successful in that space. Um, and then I uh, um, made a switch and ended up working at the family company. And now I'm the personnel manager. I've been doing that for about a year. So my formal, ele the formal elements of my human resources career have been going on for about the past three years. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and you have just literally accelerated their understanding, the company's understanding of the importance and the impact of HR. Thank you. Just, so let's just get right down to it. Help our viewers understand, what was your biggest challenge? Oh, often I think to myself, it's it's what you don't know. And um, I make the joke, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. There's a lot of information. Um, you and I have talked about things. Um, you've done a really fantastic job of breaking things down to be digestible <laughs> because otherwise it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, I know for myself, I am a department of one. And so oftentimes, small to medium-sized businesses, just as you already mentioned, that's kind of how it starts, right? There's this element of accounting responsibilities and HR duties, and you're not really a master of any of those. You just kind of take care of the things because you're the cross the T and dot the I person. And um, I just, I find that there's so much information that's out there. No sooner than you know something, it changes. Um, you know, we have hybrid workers now. Thank you, COVID. Um, <laughs> And now you have to know even regulations and policies for states that we technically 
don't even have Nexus in um, outside of having employees located there. So never a dull moment for someone who loves to learn new things. There's plenty to learn <laughs> at every turn. But I think one of the challenges is just um, staying abreast of that, staying on top of the information. It, it's what don't I know, um, which is challenging and humbling at the same time. But if you're okay with know just constantly improving and getting better it's you know those transferable skills something that I learned over here will let me apply it to this and I can build upon my knowledge base how many employees are you up to now we're up to 73 and I have been with the organization I just had my seven-year anniversary so when I started when I was doing dual roles um, we were right around 40 employees and so that was even a few years before you and I started working together so almost double. Yeah, and, and, and let's just be truthful. Both of you were impacted by the pandemic differently. And your role as HR was really stressed. Absolutely. Both of you had to really back up and go into some very uncomfortable situations. With that said, Warren, what do you think your biggest challenge has been? Echoing what you were saying, Keisha, I think biggest challenge for me was building empathy with my employees right so in the transportation field I think it's common that drivers in particular are probably not the most um, administrative centric and there I recognize there's a potential for an uphill battle for building trust and a connection so um, because I really didn't know much about logistics. I'd never driven in a truck. Um, so when I entered that field, I knew it's up to me to get to know individuals at my company, ask questions about what they do. I find that asking people about what they do, why they like it, how they're engaged, what they would like to see improved, flatters them quite a bit and gives me the opportunity to be a really good listener. So I was able to take that student affairs skill set and apply it in HR field. So again, like you said, there are all these transferable skills that bode so well for building relationships and human resources. And that was a that's become a really big part of my success now is I've been able to build trust and uh, strong relationships with the people that I work with without having to have had some initial knowledge. Um, but now my knowledge of logistics has exploded because you make the effort to learn, right? So how can I make sure that I'm speaking the language of the people that I work with and that I understand their needs and why um, they might make certain decisions? That's been really helpful. Well, and I give him, I, I tell him all the time, he's become much more well-versed in DOT, Department of Transportation Regulations, than I am. I can, I can push him a little bit and I can ask him a few things, but he has done such a phenomenal job digging and I, I wonder sometimes if the people in the HR role understand how much work it takes to truly be proficient and that's I mean as much as we try to provide stuff here on the show you really as in that role have to you have to do what's best for your company I mean we just and you've gone above and beyond Keisha and you never cease to amaze me I'll call in and you'll say okay this is what I read and this is what I found 
Yes. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh my Here's gosh. what I want to do. I've created a monster. I've created a monster. But that's, but that's exactly, and, and that's what I want to convey to the viewers and the listeners. Look, it, the, the, and they've heard it on me, heard me say it on the show. Individuals who come to me and say, I want to be an HR because I'm such a people person. Just make me nauseated. <laughs> yeah. It makes me nauseated. It's because not enough. It's not enough to just be a people person. You just said some key points in terms of listening, empathy, engaging with your employees. And Keisha, I've, how many times have you said they come to you for advice? Yes. Especially these new mothers, because yes. you have a very prominent female yes, workforce. Seventy percent, seventy-six percent female. And so they're coming to you and asking you advice on just short-term disability. You know Mentally, how long? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, one of the things as you were talking, Pandy, I thought what you are constantly reminding us of are the needs of the business. You're constantly reminding us what are the needs of the business. And as the needs of the business change, then we have to change and, and pivot a little bit as needed. And I think um, you know, sometimes it's going back to being comfortable with sometimes the need of the business is, well, we have a lot of young mothers. And so now all of a sudden... Who knew that I was going to be well versed in parental leave policies? Go ahead, and say it. For the California. state of New York and California, how about that? Oh, <laughs> of goodness. all places, and we have um, we have had mothers uh, and have expectant mothers even now um, in both of those areas. And so, again, at first, going back to the fire hydrant. But being able to, they're relying on me to be proficient. And I love that. And I love how um, you're also constantly reminding me and encouraging me where I have to be able to speak to a thing 100%. And so my ability to dig into the information, to dig in the policy, find out the regulation, how does this work so that I can help an employee exercise a benefit that is available to them? That is part of my role. And because we have employees, as, an, as a Kentucky employer with employees in New York and California, the needs of the business are, I have to do that now. And so while it is challenging, and on one hand, it can be very frustrating and daunting, um, equally rewarding once you know, you're able to see, see it through. And now I'm like, give me a call if you have questions about those topics. You want to be pregnant in, in, in California, not New York, right? <laughs> That's correct. No, in New York, New oh, York. In New York? York? Yes. Oh. California yes. is the worst? Cal er, shout out to New York for administratively wonderful experiences. Yes, yeah. New York or California, I'm still on hold from something about four months ago. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sure. What advice do you give anyone wanting to get into HR? I think you do a lot of what Keisha just said. Be very curious. Um, get on listservs for various HR newsletters. Read every day. I really try to spend 10 minutes in the morning just reading a little something about the field. When you're on a listserv of HR Crowd or um, you know, or listening to the Human Resource Podcast, yes. Right? Thank Shameless you. plug. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> Those you. things are really helpful in whether you're learning something new or it's validating things you already knew. It just makes things top of mind and makes you a better professional. So that and I guess all encompassing of that using your resources. If I really 
need something, um, or even if I just am uncertain and just need some validation, I can contact Pandy. I've got an HR lawyer that I can work with. Um, I read through my employee handbook to make sure that I'm compliant with the things that I'm doing on a regular basis. You've got great TP, TPAs? We've got great TPAs. Yeah, we've got great resources, great um, uh, resources with our, our broker, Saxon Financial. So, you know, there are so many people that I can plug into that I don't have to be an SPHR to be a solid HR professional. It would probably make me a better one and something to pursue down the line, but I can use my resources to really be strong today. Yeah, Keisha, what about you? Um, very similarly, lean on your resources. Um, it's impossible to know all of the things, and um, HR is multifaceted. You can specialize in one area and know a lot about it and not know so much about another. And so leaning on someone who is the expert on a particular topic, um, when there is a new regulation, handy, you know, you're like, hey, have you heard about this? And I'm like, yes, I saw that. I read it. You know, we need to talk about this in our next meeting. Um, I find that to be invaluable, being able to reach out. Very similarly, I find myself, um, I just, I try to stay a constant learner, um, participate in webinars, you know, that are being offered on various topics, um, just to stay sharp, just to, you know, even if it's 30 minutes, to get a reminder that yes, I'm on the right track, or oh wow, I haven't been doing that. You know, sometimes we can get so en enthralled in what we're doing that we miss some things, um, or not fully thinking of the application. You know, when you're when you're working it through. Um, but I would, um, you know, definitely leaning on resources and reading the articles is fantastic because you're absolutely right. Sometimes um, what's happening also in other states, <laughs> it's just a matter of time sometimes before it's happening in your own. Um, certain regulations are policies and laws that are changing. It's it's great to stay sharp on, all right, this is what's happening, and it could be coming down my street. And so I would agree, making sure that you're constantly um, just staying open to learning and reading and knowing where to get the information and having it fed to you so that you can get to it whenever you need it. I'm so proud of both of you. I just feel like a proud mother. <laughs> the sad part is I'm wondering where you're going to be in another three years. Will you still need me in three years? Absolutely. Pandy, you're, I'm sorry. We are forever connected. You're stuck with us. That's right. That's right. Oh, this was meant for you, the HR person who is just starting out, or maybe you've been in it for 10 or 15 years and you're tired and you're feeling beat up, look, we're all in this together. Remember to partner. Surround yourself with people that are better than you are. And how can hide that ego if you think you know it all? Because none of us do. But that's why we've got this platform offering you as many solutions as we can. Thank you for watching The Human Resource.